up? City Horror. Paul Solo. What's up, everybody? Sorry if I sound like shit. Um, I'm just coming off of having the Rona. Ah, fucking sucks. Today was supposed to be the day that Mutant City Horror did their collab with the VHS Doom podcast, and I was so looking forward to that shit, man. Um, Matthias Dale, Matthew, did end up making that appointment with the VHS uh, Doom guys, so that episode will be forthcoming. That's going to be fucking awesome. I think that's going to be our 50th, and I don't think that Matt even mentioned it. I don't think I told him, um, so I don't think he knows, but... Uh, VHS Doom is going to be our 50th uh, episode and like what a kick-ass episode to do now again I wasn't there but I heard that everything went really well and based on the movie that uh, we were going to be reviewing I am confident that that's going to be a, a badass episode so stoked that that's going to be our 50th This episode, we have another interview for you. Uh, we've met um, some really great people on Instagram, as you guys know, and one of those is uh, Dan Deirdrick, and Dan is a producer officially with a company now called Kissing Castle Productions, and one of their new films is one called Vic Effects, uh, directed by a guy named Chris Shern. He is the person that we did our interview with this week. We talked to him a little bit about his previous project, um, Evil Lurks, which is available on Tubi, so go check that shit out. Tubi, uh, you need to sponsor the VHS Doom podcast. I don't, I don't know what you guys are waiting for. But check out Tubi, uh, Evil Lurks. But um, also check out the Instagram for Chris Shern. Um, you can follow him at Shern Chris. So it's his last name first and then first name at S-H-E-R-N-C-H-R-I-S. Or you can also follow at Kissing Castle Productions. Um, and he's got a Facebook page as well we don't do the facebook so sorry but it's there it's there nonetheless uh chris is a cool dude i i really enjoyed this interview um it's about an hour 20 or so but i think it was really good inner uh conversation uh, we talk a lot about his previous endeavors with a band called invisible cartoons their album and ep is available on um, apple music and spotify so go check that shit out they got another album coming out later this year i think and then um, he's working on his new project, which is kind of what we focused on this interview, is Vic Effects. Um, so you can check all of that stuff out on their Instagram stuff and uh, on all their social platforms. Uh, give them a, a, a follow. Pay attention. They got their crowdfunding coming out for their uh, Vic Effects movie uh, sometime this year. So it's a great opportunity to be part of that project and really kind of make something special. Again, I apologize for all the nasal uh, sounding uh, voices you're hearing now. So I'm just going to shut the fuck up. I'm going to transfer you over to the to the uh, interview. And then, um, you know, like, subscribe, do all that stuff. Follow all of us. Appreciate you guys. Love you. Shout out VHS Doom. Shout out uh, Kissing Castles. Shout out Chris Shern and Dan uh, Deirdrick. See ya. So um, I figured what we can do is... Um, Start with a little bit about who we are, what we do, and then kind of um, introduce you, who you are, what you do, um, talk a little bit about what you've done, and then um, I was hoping to kind of 
talk mostly about your new project, Vic Effects, and just kind of cool. see where it goes. Awesome. Yeah, man. That's, that's nice, perfect. dude. Nice. Yeah. Well, I met you through um, Dan. Um, Dan and yeah. I have become really good friends um, through Instagram lately, and and we've moved that to having, you know, in uh, not in person because uh, we're out of state from each other, but over the phone yeah. conversations and, and, you know, um, getting to know each other. So that's been really good. Um, yeah. But we're, we're just a we're just a podcast that likes to shed light on, you know, the the little guy in horror. So the the B horror, the indie horror um, mm-hmm. and really kind of the way that we started was uh, my co-host, Matt, who couldn't be here today. He mm-hmm. had the idea of putting this thing together because we've known each other since we were, I don't know, 15 and we're into our forties now. So, yeah, yeah. but we're separated by time and distance and circumstance. Right. So, um, we're at least a couple hours apart. So this is a really good way for him and I to kind of connect on a weekly basis. And I mean, we grew up drinking and watching all these, you know, whatever horror movies we can get our hands on and, you know, searching the bins at like uh, random spots and just buying the $2 movies and, yeah. You know, so we'd, we'd drink, we'd get drunk, we'd, you know, poke fun at the movies, things like that. Yeah. And so that's just kind of what we're doing now still, except we've got a, uh, an online platform to do it. <laughs> it's awesome, man. But what it's, <laughs> but what it's turned into mostly is um, an area where we can start spotlighting other people's work beyond just, hey, we watched this movie, you should check it out. Now yeah. it's, hey, we've got a, a musician, writer director who's got a new project that we think is kind of cool so like let's talk with them and see how you know we can help promote that spotlight it so i feel like um unofficially our platform is kind of turning into a place where people can uh, promote all of their work and we get to meet great people like yourself and dan has been a tremendous help in you know making sure that that's happening so yeah dan's the man (laughs) (laughs) that's true so yeah. yeah, that's that's just kind of how we've come to be. We've been doing this for a little over, probably in its entirety, like three years. We're, we're officially okay. in our third cool. season, um, but we've been on Spotify for a little over one year. We used to have a YouTube channel, and we were doing live podcasts and, and yeah. trying to splice in edits of movies and stuff. And yeah. I mean, I'm sure you know. I've seen you kind of uh, editing here and there. That shit takes yeah. a long time. So yeah, it's time consuming, man. Yeah. So, I, I I love the tediousness of it, but you know it's it's it ain't for everybody. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, and and I've said this plenty of times before, so our listeners will not be hearing this for the first time. But I have such a better and deep respect for editors because yeah. I I realize now that that's really kind of where the movie is made, right? You can shoot your scenes and you can be a great actor, but. Yeah. You can you can totally rearrange a movie in a different way and it's just be a whole You're making the movie three times. You're making the movie three times. You're writing it, shooting it, then you edit it. Yeah. Because what you because what you put on the script and then what you put on on video can be two different things. Because it's always something like, okay, this might go better than what we just put on the page. And right. then when you edit it, you kinda like and I obviously I got stories of missing footage and things that <laughs> that we couldn't do okay well this is what we're gonna do we're gonna make that the voiceover and just use her perspective while you hear his voice talking to her yeah so you can't go back to him because we lost the footage so it's 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 it's, it's a lot of different ways you can make a movie work in my opinion yeah but yeah 100 percent. editing editing is king nice all right mr chris shern 
tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what you're doing. I am a micro-budget, and I like to say micro-budget, I am a micro-budget filmmaker based out of Aurora, Illinois, 45 minutes away from Chicago. Um, born and raised in Chicago, but been living out in this area for a while. With you know, I have a wife and two kids. I um, am a musician as well. I've been playing. Oh, music, I'm familiar. <laughs> yeah, for 30 years, and uh, yeah, just around around 28, 30 years. Um, I'm in a currently in a band called Invisible Cartoons. Right here. Oh, call our music. Yeah, Trust. call our music smile rock. So, you know, we, we do a lot of, you know, Smile we try to do a lot of, a lot of stuff. Yeah. And we're, we're into intergalactic, you know, kind of funky punk rock, you know, hip hop kind of vibe with, with our style, very colorful, very positive kind of music. And, um, yeah. And I like horror movies. I mean, my, my main focus is making horror movies and, um, I enjoy, I enjoy the, the psychological aspect of, of the genre i like slashers and all that other stuff but yeah that's pretty much my main thing you know i like movies i like making music i like watching movies and yeah, pretty much straightforward so the name of the band is uh, invisible cartoons right invisible cartoons yes, yeah sir. you guys got an album out and then an ep and i gotta yeah, say we got, we got, yeah i'm you know so we got the our vinyl yep. space cat we're working on our new album called sci-fi disco carnival Nice. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's, it's sort of kind of a concept album, but we've been working on this album for four years. We're going to finally get Dang. it done. Yeah. yeah. That, um, I listened to the album and, and then I listened to the EP and both are good, but I think the EP just hits a little bit harder. So the, to yeah, me, yeah, no, 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 I was just going to say to me, it just, it makes sense because it feels like natural progression for the band. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, yeah. we did this thing, put out an album. It was, it was great. And then like, okay, what can be done better? And you know, not to say that anything was wrong with it. Cause I, I thoroughly enjoyed it from start to finish. And yeah. then to hear the EP, I was like, Oh shit, they kicked it up a notch. That's pretty dope. The e the EP, the, the album, the, the, the band started in 2012 with uh, me and Justin Burchard on uh, the guitar player. So it started as an acoustic, um, it started as an acoustic type um, band. So it was kind of more, it was kind of more folky, kind of pop, you know, kind of soulful kind of vibe we was going for. And we pretty much wrote that record on our own. So we were still trying to figure out our identity. And then, uh, you know, our drummer Jeff, he, he came, he came to play. And then we had, we had a couple of bass plays until we finalized one, um, Ryan Worthy. And then we find then we find then we added some keys. So we had a keytar player, not a keyboard nice. player, a keytar yeah, yeah, yeah. player. Of course. Ryan Caldwell. So once we, we started working on the EP, they was involved. They came around in 2017. And then once they came around, we solidified our style. It it get it had this extra edge to it. So we we were discovering ourselves with the first album. But the second album, the second EP was kind of like, all right we're locked in and then the, this the, this new album where we know we know our we know who we are and the second album is is crazy it's funky it's soulful is is gospel-y is is punk is sky yeah is is all kinds of different different movements going on so oh yeah 
there's yeah, a yeah. there's a single there's a track on that um ep i think it may might even be the first one called slap nasty yeah nasty yes yeah and we also have a music video for that do you so really i gotta i gotta find that because that thing yeah, hits man I slash invisible cartoons. Yeah. I, I, honestly i was like am i listening to the same same thing like it's pretty dope and i had yeah, I, I had a hard time articulating the genre of music to my co-host like yeah just trying to like it's hard to put like i don't really like putting labels on stuff but it's easy yeah. when you're trying to get a point across you know yeah but i was like you just got to go listen to it man it's it's pretty dope yeah, yeah. smile rock honestly and i don't want to get too artsy about it but it's like it's it's like music you you got these chords and you play them a different way either you play them soft or you add distortion to them and then we you mix them up you can you can take a death metal song and then all of a sudden twist it to something that's hip hop because you look at the notes and you look at the notes and then just how you just rearrange. So we can look at labels and say all that stuff, but we, but we call our music smile rock. We right. don't, we, you know, me explaining like it's a little bit of funk, a little bit, let's smile rock. That's when you hear it, it's smile rock. We, we say, we say we created our own genre of smile rock. Yeah. So when people say, hey, yeah, the music is smile rock. They're like, what? Like, smile rock. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then point them to the direction. It's like, yeah, yeah. all right. And then come to it and come to it. Our bread and butter is our live show. Right. So watch our music videos because they're very splashy and colorful and weird and kooky and stuff like that. So interesting. Straight interesting. up positivity music, man. No, I love it. Yeah. Uh, like I said, um, every, every track, I think, from beginning to end on both the album and the EP was just enthusiastic it was upbeat yep. you know it was it was awesome thank you so much I yeah man it. of course so when's yeah. the new album coming out um the goal i've been putting the, the, the i've been putting a little whip on everybody i've been <laughs> working on my vocals again because because we got three different studios where we can record all our stuff so i got my own studio i prefer to record my vocals in my own spot so i send the stuff out and then everybody contribute to their stuff and it's it's a big album so we're gonna get all the main stuff done and then add some strings and some horns and all this other good stuff nice. so the goal is late 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 spring early summer we're probably not gonna do we at this point we probably because we got shows booked we're probably not gonna do our cd release show a big cd release show to probably like early fall so it's this this album is 18 months of progression because we're creating these music videos and building this like universe in which we're going to create, you know, we're going to create the, this atmosphere of what we're trying to do. And then probably between the next two and a half years, this this the IP of Space Cat. He had, she had <laughs> it. We say it because we don't consider sure. it any, any gender. Yeah, yeah. He has an arch enemy called Commander Blob, which, you know, we're making these t-shirts of this blobfish that's like the arch enemy of, of Space Cat. So we're going to create the video, which is our proof of concept. And then we're going to put out the music video for that. And then we're gonna make the Space Cat movie. My goal, my goal is by 2026. So we got a game plan. So, so we building it. So everybody got, you know, they got the Marvel universe, DC. We got the the IC universe, the yeah. cartoon universe, with the sci-fi disco carnival. So okay. yeah, the goal is the goal in in, in reality, probably early summer. All right. At this rate, yeah. I got to be on the lookout for that one. Is there any? Yeah. Do you guys have any existing um, IC merch? Because I saw yes, some medieval lurks, so I I know there's at least a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we got we got space we got the space cat t-shirt, we got the Dan's partner t-shirt. We got so if you go to our website, invisiblecartoons.com, all our merch is on there. Got it. We, all we, right. we used to have galaxy hats. Well, oh, now I like we, those. Yeah, we sold out of those. 
and um, we don't know when we're gonna get those back because those, you know, sure. It's it's like when you get them and they're there and they might not be there and try to figure <laughs> it out. But just go invisiblecartoons.com. You can get all you can look at our merch. We got our vinyl, our T-shirts, and we're getting a new merch coming up in the next couple of months as well. And plus nice. our new shirt, our Land the Blob shirt. Yeah. Oh, and these hoodies as well. No I'm a sucker for a hoodie, man. Oh, I like it. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Oh, and it's that yeah. purple too. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So um, how do okay, so you get, you know, you have this band for a while, right? Smile Rock. Um, and then, you know, the first kind of, uh, real commercial horror type movie thing you put out, um, is evil lurks, slow, slow burn, psychological horror. Like how do you go from smile rock to evil lurks? You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) So I was in a metal, I was in a metal band for 11 years called stuck underwater. All right. And I, I sang and played trumpet. I mean, we on Spotify. The, the both our albums are on there, so check it out. Um, the first album is a lot different from the second album, but um, yeah, stuck underwater. So I was in that band for eleven years. So I've, I've always, you know, you know, I was I was in a, that kind of vibe for a while, and then I kind of transitioned into. I've always been about. I've all, as far as my songwriting, I've always got into electronic R and B pop kind of vibes and then I got into metal and I just never been I never always been a musician that was locked into a lot of different genres of music. I never been, you know, caught up in like, okay, this is what I this is what I'm listening to, this is what I need to listen to. Right. So yeah, so I'm I, I've I've always been into different types of music. Now I'm just definitely more into a positive aspect to the stuff I write, especially for Invisible. I've always liked horror movies. I've always liked insanity and chaos in a TV. Never outside in the outside where I'd, I'd, I'd rather... I, I yeah, wish leave it there where it belongs. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish it would stay in the TV. But but horror movies just... Horror movies, are, I love things that take chances. I love things that have really no rules. There are certain rules in horror. You know, if you're looking at certain types of genres of horror, you know, you go, all right, you need some, you need some TNA or you need lots of blood or you need some stupid gore and all this stuff and that's cool. And obviously, with Evil Lurks, it goes into a psychological aspect, and and there are certain elements that that can kind of create in real life. That's real life horrors. Obviously, certain things that happen with the character Kimberly, played by the amazing Amanda Winston, who's also going to be in my next movie. Nice. She she had to go through a lot of stuff in her life in that movie to kind of you know, you know, a lot of the things in her life was the horror her losing a child, her being attacked and all these other things. So obviously those are realistic things, but to sprinkle the supernatural aspect of it into the movie, that kind of gave it that fantasy lore. Right. Obviously a lot of things happen. I don't want to give too much away, but a lot of things happen within that. that kind of built the, the, the reality to the supernatural that happened in that. So yeah, I've always been a horror. I mean, I've been white, which is, stuff to say because i had a brother who's 10 years older than me i've been watching horror movies since i was seven so <laughs> yeah so you know i watched i watched friday the 13th part six jason lives and i was like and we bought a microwave that year and he was like oh they got a microwave and jason yeah <laughs> so i've always been into um in the horror movies man I, I love horror movies i love dark comedies i love dramas but I, what i love about horror you can put you can put all of those things into one movie you can put comedy and drama and action all these things into a horror movie yeah so that's why i like about the 
chance you can you can really and then you can do that with any genre but i think horror you can you can mix that bowl a little bit more and take a little, <laughs> yeah. take more food. that's so, true yeah 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 so what is it about the cycle lot because i get it right chaos ensues yeah. uncontrollable yeah. situations you usually mm-hmm. factor out in every single horror movie right i mean i think my, my co-host and i we talk about that all the time like um we we talk about some non-horror labeled movies being considered horror because it's more about how it makes you feel right Right. like it it could put you in a situation you could be watching a movie where it's situational where it's something that's totally plausible that probably does and can happen to you and it makes you feel squeamish and uncomfortable and you're like uh uneasy about it yeah but it's very much a reality and it can happen to you. So we would quantify that as horror. Um, So I get, you know, the whole, like, you know, the unknowing of everything, but I'm just curious because like you said, there's a lot of different stuff that falls into those, into that category of slashers and creature features and things like that. So I'm just curious a little bit, like if there's anything specific regarding the psychological aspect, because it is very much like that with evil lurks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think especially for this one, um, I am intrigued by the human condition. I'm intrigued by people's minds and how they think and, and how dark we can kind of go into certain things in our, in our minds and not, and, and not having a sense of control of it. And I think the aspect of therapy and the aspect of therapy in this movie kind of helped a lot with um, with wh- where I wanted to try to approach things with the movement of how, you know, this journey that Kimberly is going to be going on. And I think that just, I don't know, I mean, and even with, with my next film, it just is, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess I'm a themed guy. I just, I just like, I I enjoy human beings. I enjoy having conversations. I miss having conversations with people because we're so used to just typing on our phone and, mm-hmm. and communicating through letters and stuff like that. But yeah. just hearing voices, hearing what people on people's minds and having conversations. And yeah, I just I we we go on trips, man. I I know I do. I mean, I'm a you know I I love my kids. I love my family. I love my wife. I, you know I. I'm all about sunshine and rainbows for the most most of the time, but when I see bad people do bad things, I I I wish bad things upon them, and I'm like, why do I feel that way, or why do why do I'm, why am I having these thoughts that I'm having in my mind? Mm. So, translating that into what I do with my content, um, I don't know. I think people can. I I'm doing stuff for the sake of entertainment, but I'm also maybe maybe I'm maybe I can maybe somebody can relate to no i i think i i think i do because i think i maybe this is not what you're saying but this is what the way i'm receiving it which is you know psychologically we all have these thoughts and impulses right and it uh, our human societal conditioning kind of dictates that we keep those things inside right right and so what would that look like if that was kind of unleashed on the world. And I think in a movie setting, you have the ability to be able to do that and to say, Hey, there's no holds barred, no holds barred in this area or this arena. So like, let's spill a little bit of that out and kind of see what that would look like. 
Right. That that's yeah. the way I'm I'm taking that. But I get what you're oh, saying. Oh no, no, that's that's actually that's exactly it's funny because that's exactly how I kind of a little bit I I I think we accomplished approaching that in that way. I do have another project that I'm working on that goes in that range big time where someone is thinking about something and it's all just, you know, their thoughts, but suddenly it becomes, oh shit, I just really did that. Right. Like, I just really did that to that person. I didn't even think about it. Mm. Like, oh shit, I actually did it. And the people think about like, there's people who's like, yeah, I don't want to kill that guy. And you know you don't want to kill that guy. You're not going to kill that guy. <laughs> and then there's people like, oh, he, he just killed that guy. Right, right. Yeah, and, and it's, and it's you know, it's, it's fucked up, but it's, 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 um, it's the human condition. I mean, plain and simple. I just yeah. like the, 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 the movements of a human being in their mind and how, you know, how these things happen and how talking with someone to make you open up, you know, open up your thoughts on your fears and your struggles and your happiness and how that, how they, how some another human can help you in that way or how drugs can help you in that way of right. saying, okay, I can get these demons out of me when I pop this pill every mm, six hours. Yeah. So, true. So I, I think, I think moving forward, even with evil lurks <laughs> and the stuff that I'm writing, it, it had a lot to do with that, you know? I, I suffer from diabetes. I have type one diabetes and I have these and I, and when my sugar goes to certain levels, my brain goes into certain places as well. All right. Like if I'm low, I'm like, I feel, I feel like I'm like in this jello of shit mm. when I'm high, my number is high. I feel just like, just, just exhausted and, and just, and I'm like in between. I feel confused. Gotcha. It's just like how is that those different movements? How your brain just your your, your chemicals just kind of sure. swirl around when all those things happen. So, so yeah, I just, I'm I'm intrigued by the human condition, and I think a lot of things moving forward with what I do as the creator, make you know making movies, is pretty much gonna yeah. Fall it, into- I I can see a lot of that coming um, out of watching Vic Effect, or I'm sorry, uh, Evil Lurks. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of uh, confusion, a lot of the swirling there's a lot of different cut scenes of like back and forth yep. and you know um so yep. i i can i can it makes more sense to me now he you know yeah. having heard that so that's awesome yeah um how, how did you even get involved with evil lurks in the first place well um i've worked i worked on the film with the other guy who who, who filmed who who co-directed and co-written um aaron hawkins we we met up and it, I'm gonna keep this nice and short. So he had a poster, and I liked the poster. And then we we talked about stuff. And then he had like a short film idea. And then we started writing. I was telling about hypnotherapy. And then we came up with this. Shot it in 2019. Start editing it at 2000, and then released it in 2022. And then it. Got on two B nice. January like the day before my birthday, January 9th. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So so two oh, 2023, it it came on Tubi. Okay. So yeah. So now it's it's out there and yeah. So, so just, that's how it, Yeah, just you and your partner, like, hey, let's let's do this, right? Just kind of Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just yeah, it was we yeah, we we collaborated and it was a it was a you know, it was cool. It was 
a lot of work. It was, man, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. <laughs> I don't care. I don't I care don't if you got money. I don't care if you got money. It's a lot of fucking work. Like, we put a lot into that movie. And I, I think one thing that, you know, if someone, you know, would say something about the movie, it's like, yeah, it seemed like you guys did a lot, try to do a lot mm-hmm. with not a lot. I'm right. like, exactly. The movie costs less than $1,000 and everybody volunteered most of their time. To the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Damn, less than $1,000. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. We had a lot of people. We had 29 act. We had 29 speaking roles, 14 locations. Three reshoots, um, yeah, lots of coffee, and <laughs> yeah, and, and and the original edit was two hours and twenty eight minutes, and then I did the best I could to re-edit it to an hour and forty four. Yeah, I wanted it ninety minutes, and I, I'm like, I, I gotta stop, I gotta stop cutting it. I, this is what I gotta give. Gotcha. So, so all yeah. right, it's so a, it's a great movie lesson learned. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that's kind of how I want to transition, right? Because now it's first project, right? You and your buddy come together. You guys handle this for the first time. A lot of, mm-hmm. I'm sure, learning curves, right? Trying to do this something oh, like yeah. this for the first time. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So you guys, you're in it. You're co-directing. You're editing it. Um, and then it gets on Tubi, and people are watching it. People are talking yeah. about it. And now we're working on this new project, Vic Effects. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. Well, this is my this is my project. So you know what what I've done in the, you know with Evil Lurks, you know, is there and is out there in the world, and it's it's pretty much my platform to have conversations about what I've done with my work. So now this is um a Kissing Castle Productions project that I'm I've been working on. I um started writing the script um back in November of 2022, and I was like, all right, I'm ready to try to shoot this thing. So we started shooting in September. And, um, yeah, we're still shooting. We're working. We got another shoot next week. So it's about a Foley artist. If people don't know what a Foley artist is, it's a uh, person who creates sound effects for movies, whether it's horror, action, any documentaries, all kinds of stuff. So I'm into, I, I, you know, some, I have, other um credits of me doing sound design for small independent you know like um small um short films and stuff like that so i was doing a sound effect one day and i just it just popped in my head i said oh man this would be a really cool idea for a movie Mm -hmm. so it's this foley artist who does sound effects for you know independent horror movies um she ends up and vic vic is um that's you know Vic is the main character played by Amanda Winston, who played Kimberly in Evil Lurks. Um, and um, she's doing sound effects for horror movies. And then there's this act, and then this filmmaker, kind of controversial, this guy Milo Kemp, played by Bill D. Russell. Um, he's, um, Bill been around for a long time. He's also in Evil Lurks. And um, he, he, he was the neighbor, the right? He was the, na- uh, the next yeah, neighbor. Yeah, creepy, yeah, yeah, I saw him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw him. <laughs> So he comes. So he comes to the studio and say, "Hey, we we really like what you can do. Um, we want to we want to we want to hire you to do this horror movie because the the previous Foley artist that he had working um, on his on his latest movie he passed away, and you see him throughout the movie based on interviews, and Vic is intrigued by him. His name is Thomas Raven, played by Dennis Newport." Dennis is an amazing actor, theater actor. Like he, he's kind of 
he intimidates me. He's a he's a really cool guy. He teaches Kangwon. He teaches Kangwondo. That's what that's where. Oh, Tai Chi or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Taekwondo. Yeah. So he, but he's real chill. And I, I said I got. I, I wrote this. I wrote this part for him. It wasn't like, hey, you want to like? I'm like, I got this script because he don't do a lot of acting anymore. So when he got the scripts, I like it. I'll do it. And I said it's a day shoot. You're gonna get all your stuff done. So everything his stuff is based on interviews. So he's like the the Foley artist, you know, he was like, you know, he was the famous Foley artist who do all these horror movies or whatever. So he passed away, and then Milo comes to see Vic about, hey, I need my my Foley artist passed away, and I know you look up to him, so I want you to finish this movie I'm been working on. So long story long, she gets the job doing the Foley the Foley for the for the movie, and a lot of things trigger different things within the movie and how she creates the sound effects that go, that comes into her reality. Nice. And um, the movie and the, I would, I would, it's, I, I, and you know, I don't want to like, you know, it is a different kind of movie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's a different kind of movie. It's, it's, a, it's a mockumentary because it starts, it goes into this kind of like profile of Vic and talking about her as a, so we shot it as like a documentary. And then we had we then we created all these fake movies for her to do sound effects for. So it's a it's a it's a it's a mockumentary slash anthology and then the wraparound. So okay. right now we're creating all the the fake movies for for the movie for the real movie of her making sound effects for those movies. So um, just real quick, makes- I have a specific question, but I got I got to get this thought out before I forget it. There is a movie um, that we recently reviewed on the show. I'm trying to figure out the year that it was put out. I think it was 83. Um, oh, 83? Yeah. So there's this movie from 83. Blow by, Out? What's it called? Blow Out? No, no, no. It's a, oh. um, it's this other movie called A Blade in the Dark by Lombardo oh, okay. Bava. And it's kind of the same premise where this guy, he does music scores for horror movies. And yeah. he rents a house in Italy somewhere and he goes to stay there yeah. to like score this movie. But then like shit starts happening around the house and it, you know, it's a straight up slashers type horror movie. It's uh, yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, it just, you kind of reminded me of that when you were talking about the, the Foley artist. So, um, Oh shit. I need, what's the name of it again? A blade in the dark. A blade in the dark. Okay. Yeah. A blade in the dark. And then also the mockumentary, it's so funny you bring that up because uh, we are working, this will probably be news to uh, to our audience, but we are kind of working on our own first project. Um, oh, okay. We've never done anything. We've always had aspirations to make our own stuff and we just never done yeah. anything. I think we've made like a four minute short with my nephews wow. and, and their and their neighbors. And then we made another one with the kids here a few months back and yeah. Um, but we've never really done anything like, you know, like a movie or like an official short. So right. we're, we're, we're talking about doing that, but we're talking about opening it up kind of like a mockumentary where it starts yeah. as a documentary, but then like bleeds into a horror movie. And we yeah. ba- we're basing that concept off another movie called Behind the Mask. Okay. Have you seen that one? No, I didn't see that one. That one's really good. Um, it's got Robert England in it as well, but wh- basically oh, what okay. it, basically what it is, it's this guy, um, oh, I forget his name, Vernon something, Vernon Wells. No, 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 that's not it. Uh, I, whatever it is, he is like training 
to be the next like Freddie, Michael Myers, Jason. And this okay. like college um, film group is like doing a documentary on his training and getting, you know, in his head about like, what makes you want to be a serial killer? And like, what, what, you know, like, what are your, what are your thoughts about how you pick your kills? And he's being very methodical about how like he's explaining his process. Um, but that bleeds in from being like a documentary into being an actual horror movie. So that'd be another good one for you to check out as well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, what I was, I was like, when I had the idea in my head, I was kind of, all right, let me do my research and see what else is out there. And it's a movie called Barbarian Sound System. It came out in 2013. Okay. Um, and when I watched that movie, I was like, God damn it. That, that kind of goes, that's kind of similar to my vibe, <laughs> but that, but when I watched the movie, it gave me, it inspired me for different movements and coloring and how I want to set things up sure. for how I shot on um, Vic effects. I, I'm not a person who look at the white wall and be like, I don't want to look at stuff because it influenced me. I watch movies. At this point, I don't watch movies for entertainment anymore. I watch movies for research. <laughs> so, I, so I look at things. You ever, you ever seen the movie Inside? Inside. It's, a French, no. it's, it's part of that French extremity you know, like the 2000s, from like 2003 to 2010 or whatever. Okay. Um, movie called Inside. It's a French. It's a French horror movie. It's I would call it more of a slasher because the per, it is not any supernatural. Like the woman just nuts and she doing some damage to this other one. Sure. And Martyrs, and I'm assuming you heard of Martyrs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So those two movies also inspire movements of what I'm trying to do with Vic Effect. Okay. Um, Barbarian, and then um, somebody said Blowout with John Travolta that we played a Foley artist and all that stuff. Hmm. I don't think none of that relate to what I'm doing um, with this movie, but it just so happens, um, yeah, it so happens that I'm making a movie about a Foley artist. But yeah, Blade in the Dark. I want to look. I I want to find movies that can that kind of that kind of goes with what I'm trying to do with this. Yeah, because that 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 inspired me. Cause I'm still. I'm still shooting. I'm still shooting. Sure. So I'm always about being influenced and kind of getting ideas and stuff like that. I think we all should. I don't think anybody should like, oh, I want to stay away from that. I'm like, no, nah, man, I got, <laughs> I, I got some shit off Justice League, the, the, the Jack Snyder's edit version. Yeah. Uh, director's cut from a certain light that I put into Evil Alert. So I was oh, like, nice. yeah, every, every little bit counts, man. Nice. And obviously, obviously with the color setups, and the reds and all the craziness with the color setups for Evil Alerts. I you obviously Jello film, Jello film. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. um, you know, Suspiria, um, Dario Argento, like uh, his yeah. stuff, mm -hmm. color setups and stuff. So yeah, I watch a lot. I watch a lot of older movies to kind of get the energy that I'm. You know, I don't know. I don't think horror movies should look like. 6k footage and look clean and <laughs> yeah. pretty I, I don't get the concept yeah, you like a I, we, shot, we shot this in 4k so we can play around more and scale expand down scale yeah and, yeah. I, and then when i clean it it's all nice and clean then i dirty it up and add grain right right yeah softness. it's easier but, to scale but, down than it is to scale up yeah yeah hd is a little bit trickier trickier but with 4k it's like all right you can do some things but but a lot of my, I mean, I, I don't sugarcoat it. My movies are, I, I watch late 70s, early 80s type horror. I mean, I have, 
I, I, that's what I love about Shudder because they, 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 you find movies. A Blade and Dark is probably on Shudder. It's probably they, where they, we they, watch they, it. Yeah, if I think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's they, 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 they are they curate all those stuff that you know, like damn, what is this? What is this? What is this? It's, right. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. So, no, that's awesome, man. I'm. So when you guys gonna actually? When you guys gonna shoot? Um. Your um. So. It surrounds so the story is based is the story is going to be based in um in in true facts. I was that fiction, right? Nonfiction. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. It's based on a real life human person um who we've okay. come to know. I don't want to spoil too much because we talk a lot about certain people and uh, you know this is kind of the first time we'd be talking about yeah. it. I think on the platform, but we are very interested in this person's backstory. Um, and so. Yeah. We think that there is a lot for them to say, and I think yeah. we can take some of the challenges that this person um, has overcome over their years yeah. and then put like a little bit of a horror spin on it. Um, yeah. So my brother and I are going to be driving out to meet with this person in the beginning of March, and we're just going to sit okay. down and, and just get as much as we can on tape. You tell us your yeah. whole life story, you know? And then I think the plan yeah. from there is to come back and then the two of us plus my co-host to sit down and start maybe like, I think the idea is to find a good story of like yeah. all of that footage and focus yeah. on that one story and make it, make it a short. Obviously yeah. we would love to do like a, like a full length feature, but we're just trying to figure it out as we go, as it is for I mean, a short, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I, honestly, like, like I got some, you know, I've, I've done some, I've done, I got a couple of shorts on my YouTube channel that have like nine subscribers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like, I, I'm cool with social media, but certain things I'm just like, oh, I got to find, you know, with YouTube, I got to make three or four videos a week. Now I can't. <laughs> I got a couple of shorts that I made. Um, I work at a print shop. So I made a movie about a guy who works at a print shop. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, Write and, what um, you know, yeah, right? It, it, Isn't that the the telltale yeah. like sign of a good writer? Is just write what you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm I'm realistic when it comes to like how I make movies. Like Vic Effect works because I had access to a really nice studio. So cool, I can record. I can then have used this studio as the the main point of this net. Yeah. Oh, my friend let me use his warehouse. I got all these little rooms inside this warehouse. Oh, I'm gonna use these rooms to add to other things I'm doing sure. for this movie to make the fake movies. Yeah. Ooh. So when I look at you know when I look at all the different elements that you know I, I always I just I'm always writing based on what I can get my hands on. I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to write a one million dollar movie. Right. I don't have one minute. <laughs> yeah, I barely got a thousand dollars. So it's like, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of look at my low because locations and the right actors is key. Right. Like I got gear, I got cameras and shit like that. And and one another thing, people filmmakers stop overthinking about what kind of cameras you got. Like nobody, who the fuck know AK like AK camera? I, I ain't trying to talk shit. I'm like, I don't give a shit, man. Like like what is that? I don't like just. I mean, you can still use the HD. One of one of my fellow um, filmmakers uh, named John, and look these guys up. Uh, it's actually a family. They're called the Adams family because their name are their, their last name is Adams. So it's a guy, the main guy, John Adams, who does all the he 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 shoots, he edits, he makes the music. 
they have these incredible, unbelievable movies. And, and they just spend a lot of money on it. They, they live in the Catskill Mountains of New York. And there are phenomenal, phenomenal filmmakers. And they make beautiful looking movies. And their camera, now they upgrade it, but their camera was an HD camera, but it shot really well. And he done, he's like, when they shoot outside, he's like, so what's your secret? He's like, flat light, man. Don't don't shoot when it's sunny out. Shoot when it's cloudy. Right. Because that, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the mecca of a light kit. So check check out the Adams Family. Check out Hellbender, um, Where the Devil Roams, and The Deeper You Dig. Where the Devil Roams is on Tubi. It's a Tubi original. So check those films. They're, they're, and they're very, and they're, they're in my wheelhouse. They're very art house and very artsy with the stuff they do. But their, their movies are so good. The music. Because he's also a fellow musician, John Adams, and he's he's phenomenal, man. He, you know, if I Google that. search John Adams, he, he's not going to be the first one that comes up, right? Well, John, John, <laughs> I I think just say Adams Family, Adams Family, Adams Family Films. Especially you're you're mostly on Instagram. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll send, I'm gonna send you the link. I'll send you I'll send you his info. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll make it easy. I just send me the link. <laughs> Yeah, I'll send you the I'll link to the other movies too. There you go. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, let me, yeah. Because yeah. he, he's a great, I think you should try to get him on your show and he's just, them, they're just great people. All right. And they're phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal filmmakers. And they, we'll check it they out. They do what they can, what they got. And they're better than most filmmakers. <laughs> they do good stuff. Nice. I'm a fan. All right. Yeah. yeah, I'll check it out for sure. Okay, so tell yeah. me, um, you're coming out of um, Evil Lurks and you're doing Vic Effects. What, what have you, like, what, what do you carry over with you? What do you leave behind? Like, how do you come into Vic Effects after being in Evil Lurks and saying, okay, I know what to do. I know what not to do. Like, what are some of the things that you kind of learned from coming out of Evil Lurks and into Vic Effects that maybe you think you're doing better or in a different way? Um, <laughs> time management is one thing having a having even more of a clear-cut plan even though evil alerts was a small no budget movie really there's a lot of moving pieces with that big effect is it there's four main actors and there's a couple of actors that come in for their date and they're done for the movie so knowing balancing out what i what i had and with big effects i'm spending money I use my own money. I'm self-financing. I pay my actors and I, you know, I'm, you know, some people hook me up with favors and some people looking at other aspects of things. So I've used all those resources to, to get where I need to get. So, um, I think I'm ambitious about what I'm ambitious about what I'm doing with big effects, but I think there's a sense of, um, I'm being, I'm being, I'm keeping it, I'm keeping it more, I'm keeping it simpler than I, I had before, more straightforward than I did with Evil Earth. We, we was figuring things out, like knowing that we had to do about three reshoots. It's kind of like, man, we, we just put nine hours in that day and it's, we can't do nothing with that because we got to reshoot another nine hours of that same thing. Knowing what I, knowing I'm looking back and seeing what I got with my footage and saying, that's some things I wish I could have done, you know, differently, but it's not to the point of like, oh, I got to reshoot it. Like, no, it's it's fine. 
with Vic Effects. Gotcha. So I think it's 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 weird. It's it's I think it's a good thing because I'm kind of like, wow, like this is, you know, with my my DP Jeremy Jeremy Applebaum, because I have a DP and and we're looking at the footage I'm like, damn man, we're, we're we're all right. And we kept it simple. I said, give me three likes. I don't want to have all this stuff. We're gonna do this and that. We're gonna keep it simple. And with that, and then just the right actors and people who you know putting in the work. Honestly, it hasn't been difficult working on this movie. It really hasn't. Nice. Like last week, we put twelve hours. Last week, we put twelve hours in because we had a lot of stuff we had to get done. But other than that, it's been like a work day. It's been like it's been like a work day. Like it's been like an eight-hour shift. All right, so you guys, you know, see see you in a couple of weeks when I got more money to bring y'all back <laughs> in the studio some more. So I, I learned a lot from that. It was it was a lot of moving pieces with we because we we lost two main actors, like the two actors that's in Vic Effect, Bill Bill D. Russell and Amanda Winston. They they feel they stepped in when somebody had to step out. Like we got Amanda a week before she shot her first. Her first scenes was the bar, all the bar scenes that we was was the Evil Lurk. That was the first time I ever met her. Got it. And she like we lost our main actor on a Monday. She auditioned on the Tuesday. She sent us a tape. We had her send another tape. And then by like Thursday, we're like, cool. Can you learn this stuff? And then by Saturday, we shot that bar scene. And then after that, she was locked in. And after that, we I, I wrote this. She she you know she was like I want to play a dark character. And I was like, and then I, that's why I wrote I I kind of wrote Vic Effects for her. Obviously, I always write things with her in mind. But I'm like, yeah, we need we need a female we need a female we need a we need more female villains in in horror movies. I don't think we have enough. I don't think like you could say Carrie and this and that, but no, Carrie just was pissed off and she fucking looked. <laughs> but. We need somebody who just just dark and fucked up, and you know, there's a lot of things that's moving pieces with Vic in this movie that you know, Amanda. I'm like, you ready for this? Like, yeah. And then we shot it. Um, one thing I can say, I learned there were certain practical effect elements to Evil Lurks, but there's a lot more practical effects than what I'm trying to do with Vic Effect. There's certain things Evil Lurks. I'm like, oh, I wish I could have done that practically, but. That's another thing I've learned, you know, just, uh, you know, yeah, I'm going to get tubes. I'm going to get blood and these things and I'm going to make it. And for, and for a, a, a writer, director and editor, it makes my life easier to say, OK, cool. I have it on. I have it on video. I have it there locked in. I don't have to add this stuff to it and I can just jump it in, especially when you're doing practical effects. So enhancing certain things here and there. But. Yeah, this this movie has been very easy to 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 make. It took us four years to make Evil Alerts. My goal is to do to have the premiere of Big Effects in the fall. Oh shit! I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I'm halfway done shoot. Well, you started in September, and I, and so I, and, I, and I'm editing as I go. Damn. This movie goal is the movie to be 85 minutes. That's the goal. Okay. 80 to 90. Minutes. I'm already at nine minutes, 14 seconds. In, into the editing process, which means I got seventy some minutes to go. And when I get new footage, all right, this matches with this. Now I can start editing some more. Right. And then I'm shipping out some footage to my guy to do visual effects for, to, to in hand do some things with that, and then he'll bring that back to me, and I can dump that back in. 
I've never done that. When I when we 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 took a six month to shoot all the footage for Evil Lurks, and then that's when I started editing. And then I had to learn visual effects. That took four months, and then I'm like, we need a trailer. Then I made this obscenely long three and a half minute trailer, <laughs> and that took me that took me another three months, and then I had to go back to editing. Then we had to do sound design. And keep in mind that movie was originally two hours twenty eight minutes long. Right, right, right. So we had to do the sound design. Plus, we scored the the move the score of the movie originally was forty seven forty seven tracks. Of Damn. Music. Yeah. So when you look at all of those things, that's nuts. Vic effects. If I go past ninety minutes, I'm doing something wrong. So my goal is about eighty five. About eighty to 80, eighty to ninety minutes long. Gotcha. For, for Vicar. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So, so, so I'm pumped, man. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like things are going well, right? I mean, you've you've yeah. learned from your previous endeavors. You're a little bit smarter. Mm-hmm. You're a little bit more talented. You've got yeah. a, a working relationship with with Amanda and with Bill, and that's always really yeah. good. In my opinion, I think when when a director has good rapport with his team, his cast. I mean. Think about it from like Scorsese, right? Like yeah. that guy uses the same kind of handful of people and all of his movies kick ass. Why? Because they're yeah. intimate with each other like that. Um yeah. we're we're a big uh we're a big proponent here of uh, of a director named Sean Heights. He has a movie out right now called Cannibal Comedian. He's got another one coming out called Area Fifty One Fifty. I heard of I think I heard of Cannibal Comedian. Oh, it's great. Yeah, we've been to yeah. a couple screenings and it's it's fucking awesome. Yeah, see- Semi semi list is a yeah thing. yeah yeah it's it's not out yeah. yet I know they're just wrapping up the deal on distribution I don't know if I'm allowed to say cool. that or not <laughs> oh no no yeah <laughs> that's awesome man but that's, that's what it's all about man. but he has the same thing right he's got this core group of of um, cast that he works with in on all of his different projects and you can see over time that his projects are getting bigger and better and yeah. they're more cohesive because you're working with yeah. the same people. You know their right. style. They know yours. You know, it just works yeah. better. So yeah. you you said earlier, you know, you kind of wrote this character, um, if I understood correctly, um, Amanda's character in Vic Effects was kind of created for her, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about with Bill? Because I know Bill was also in Evil Lurks, and he's coming over to Vic Effects as well, right? Oh, yeah. Milo Kemp, Milo Kemp was like, that was... I, I'm not an audition kind of guy. I do want to meet other filmmakers, and, I, and the way I the way I go by looking at filmmakers, I just look at them and look at their work, and and then then say, "Hey, I'm working on this project. I think this could work for you. I'll send you script." Boom, boom, boom. I'm not really into like auditions and stuff like that. I'm into reels and people showing me their reels and different stuff right. like that. That that help cast a little bit I can with other things and Vic effects, especially the fake movie. But yeah, Milo Kemp and Milo Kemp, Vic and Thomas Raven is was totally meant for Dennis Newport, Bill D. Russell, and um and Amanda Winston. And um so yeah, they it was locked in that I knew I could I I, I that was meant for them to do that. Um my other character, Coop, he plays the sound engineer. Okay, you know, you have the fully art and you got a sound engineer. Sure. Jason Magniscus, he plays Coop. Which he played, he was also he's like my he's one of my best friends. We've known each other for like twenty seven years. We've he um 
he he was the guy who was in the news broadcast talking about the blood moon in the news broadcast of Evil Alert. Got it. When he was like, yeah, yeah, blood <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he's playing kook because he's also he's also a sound engineer, so it it made sense for him to play that character because he you know because him moving knobs and stuff it looks more authentic than it, you know. Then somebody just, all right, am I going to pull this? Like, yeah, so he knows what's going on because he's pretty much in the control room the whole, most of the movie, the big effects. So I like I like things being familiar. Also, um, Caitlin Stack, she plays, if you have, if you see the, te- if you if you haven't seen the teaser trailer, I can send that to you. But she plays one of the characters in one of the fake movies. But she's also kind of, she's kind of, She's kind of all over the place in the movie. And there's, I don't want to give too much away, but there's certain things that's happening with her lure in the movie. So she plays, she also was in Evil Alerts as a voice. And certain things happened where she was supposed to be in Evil Alerts a, a little bit more, but things like happens. And then we linked up. I, I she It's funny because I think I gave her the script before anybody else. Mm. We were just shooting it. And he said, "Wow, I love this. I want. I'm like, this is awesome." I said, "Do you want to play this character?" And I, and at first, I thought it was just her playing that character, because the thing with me writing the script, I'm writing the script, I'm getting the ideas, and other things start accumulating. So when we was linking up, other things started building up. Where I'm like, "Do you want to play this character? This character? This character? This character?" Or just, just different things that was happening within. Vic effect that she's going to be a part of. Nice. Just put it that way. But yeah. you, you know, you people will notice. So she's playing, and she doesn't have a name. Her name is Woman. Okay. So that's oh, so Caitlin Stack, phenomenal. Oh man. Last week she we we filmed her final we filmed the final scene, and she was doing some things where I'm like, okay, let's see how these emotions kicked in, and she just blew my mind. Like she put a tear to my eye. And she did it three more times. Like, okay, let's do it again. And she did it. And she's such a phenomenal. Like, like these these actors that I have, man, I I can't. They make the movie. They make my. You know, you know why it's easier than it was with with Evil Alert because the actors that I have in Vic Effects makes everything easier. It's good to have something familiar and you know what you're getting into and what you need to do now. There, there were some different vibes with, with Vic Effect than it was Evil Alert. So there were some challenges where, you know, you got to kind of, all right, there's some things that's going to get crazy and dark. We still had fun, but, it, but the movie gets kind of gross and kind of weird and, you know, in some ways with this movie. And, you know, hopefully people feel that kind of unease. But, yeah, it's, right. it's, it's so comfortable knowing people that you know that can get the shit done. Yeah, so, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, I know you said by the end of, but, but kind of around the fall, um, that's the hope, man. <laughs> how easy was it? Well, I won't use the word easy, but like when it comes to distribution of the film, right. I know sometimes that's where kind of movies go to die. Sometimes is like yeah. they shoot something yeah. really good and they can't get it distributed. Nobody wants to pick yeah. it up or maybe it's not going to the right places. You got yeah. yours on Tubi. I don't know much yeah. about the industry. So, is 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 that kind of like the goal with Vic Effects? Is like, hey, I've you know I've already got this uh, relationship, we'll call it, with Tubi, right? Because they've got one of my other projects. Is it like an automatic, like, hey, here's my next one, or do you have to go through like a? Absolutely not. <laughs> it's I went through Tubi because of Film Hub. Film Hub is an aggregator 
they could consider themselves a you know, distribution company. Okay. They're aggregated, takes a bunch of movies, and then they got all these loops and and different things happening where they can distribute the movie to different platforms like Tubi and Amazon and sure. Plex and Pluto and all these different outlets. So that's how we got on there. We we had a couple of we had a couple of just distributors interested. But when we looked at the numbers, it was kind of like, well, what the fuck are we doing? This is kind of, we, we ain't gonna get nothing from this. Right. Well, not to say we get anything from Evil Lurks and being on two, because it's hard. It's hard. It's it's so much easier to be a filmmaker to make movies, but it's, it's even harder to get your movie noticed and people pay attention to it. And everybody wants shit for free. So it's kind of like, you know, with, with Tubi, you hope you get six commercials coming because that's 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 the more commercial, the more ads, the more revenue you get. But that's yeah, like, yeah. if this is the right turn of pennies on the dollar, is is a poop ton of streams and a lot of different things happening in order to really make uh, make a big difference. Now, I think with independent filmmakers, now I'm playing with house money. My goal for big effects is my goal. Like one thing I learned from John Adams, they got they they got a really good situation happening for them. They got they got a Tubi exclusive, which is Tubi took their movie and bought it. They didn't just throw it on Tubi, right? right. And they got a Shutter deal where they had it for one of their movies on Shutter. That's cool. So it's like, yeah. So they have a good distribution setup, and their company is really good. That that helps them out. Um, and um, yeah, man, it's 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 it's. I don't know. One thing he taught me was just like, you got to just do it. Just go out there, do it. Don't try to find distribution. Don't be seeking them out. Because if they see what you're doing, they'll, they'll come to you. Like, like their distribution company came to them. Right. They didn't come to them. They went out stuff on their own for 10 got years it. until they, you know, built it. And, and, and I take a lot of what I do with my movie as what I do with my band. We don't. We're not signed to a label. We don't have a manager. We don't have like like I book shows. Mm-hmm. I set up the merch. I I take care of our money. I sign the paperwork. I pay our taxes. I do all that stuff for the band. So I treat that same energy as what I try to do with these movies. I don't give a shit, dude. I'll sell DVDs and Blu-rays at my gigs. <laughs> yeah. <for big> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do four walling on my own because this is a movie about making movies, and I am a 45 year old man who likes going to see a movie in a theater. Yeah, so I'm yeah. going to look gonna go into these, these little-ass 500-people capacity town, put this movie into a 30-seat theater, and say, check out my movie. Nice. Watch my shit. Nice. I'm, that's that's what I'm going to do. Now, if motherfuckers looking at me and saying, yo, I see what you're doing, and they give me some paperwork that looks good, and I can talk to my lawyer and say, yo, you like this? I like it. Cool. Let's make it happen. But I'm playing with house money. This is my movie. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do to it, regardless. I'll digitally down. I'll put it on my website and say, "Download my movie for two ninety nine." And if ten thousand people download my movie for two ninety nine, I make way more money doing that than making zero zero point zero one percent penny on fifty thousand yeah, streams on Tubi or on Amazon. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there's some things I'm looking at. Me and um, Dan. Dan Jadrick, he's the executive producer now of Vic Effect. He signed some paperwork and he's nice. He's locked in, man. I mean, and if it, it, we wouldn't be having the conversation if it wasn't filmed. So we yeah. signed some paperwork, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a crowdfund 
Not a big um okay. have an Indiegogo campaign, but it's not gonna be huge, but it's gonna be a lot for the post. Nice. So we gotta do a lot, it's a lot of post production. We got we wanna I wanna have to kinda have my have other people take care of. And we got some perks that we're gonna try to create for Vic Effect to kind of bring people into the movie. So Yeah, that seems it's a, it's a, that seems to be like the way to do it. You know, a lot of people oh, yeah, that are advertising their shit on Instagram is uh, you know, yeah. it's all of it's around uh, crowdfunding, right? So Indiegogo, yeah. Kickstarter, all that stuff and you can you know, live in Hollywood, man. Oh you yeah. Yeah. Except it's gotta find money for people. Oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Yeah. That was so, kinda that was kind of my next question because, you know, usually with most um movies i you know i think kissing castles has its own instagram page right yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. most movies will start to put out like their own like a, the movie will have its own page you know page, yeah. and from what i've seen of vic effects it's e- either through kissing castles or direct from your instagram page so yeah. you know i was always curious to to, to wonder like is that forthcoming? You know, just it, 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 will the movie have its own page? Not that it's a big deal, but like, you know, it just kind of helps get the name around a lot. And if it's got its own handle, like it makes it a little bit easier, at least in my opinion. No, no, that, that, that's, that's 100% true. I think my, it, my, think my thing is I don't want to have 50, a bunch of pages that I got to get. Yeah, I get that. I look at, and I look at Kissing Castle as a blanket of what I'm trying to do because Everything that, that's going to be on Kissing, everything that's going to be on Kissing Castle for the next nine, ten to twelve months is Vic Effects. Right. So, because oh, I know the people, same thing. people will make a website, they would make a YouTube page, they would make a Facebook page, they would do all these different things. And if if is if is it may it may happen. I got to see. I just started. I just started the Kissing Castle page, so I'm trying to keep up with because because I, I I was I, I usually focus on Facebook and I usually I'm on a, I'm on a lot of Facebook groups, which a couple of them are really effective with what I'm doing with no pun intended with Vic Effect. Really <laughs> so that that's been helping me out too because they've been like, "Whoa, what is this?" Blah blah blah, and I show them the, the teaser and they're like, "Okay, cool, I'm gravitating to this." Right. So with Kissing Castle, I just I I'm I'm just so like because that that the company is kind of like i'm not saying i'm 824 but like when you know 824 even 824 had to start somewhere right <laughs> yeah yeah they, they have the 824 they have their lock you know they have things locked in and um i don't know i mean i guess i could and once again i probably just go by my friend john because he don't they don't have they don't have instagram they got they got adam's family um product adam family films as their Instagram, they post all their stuff on there. They don't really have a yeah. They they had a couple of they they probably had something somewhere, but it is obvious they don't really use it that much. So I'm kind of like yeah, it makes sense. Really yeah, so for for that aspect, I'm kind of like hopefully people. I want people to get in and get caught. I want people to notice Kissing Castle Productions because that they're gonna they're gonna see big effect. Yeah. Like like when people you know when some filmmakers like to put their name like blah 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 and then the title of the movie. I personally don't. I'm not a. That's not my bag. Like so and so presents or something like that. Yeah, like Kiss and Castle production is me. If you see that you see the hand. That's me opening up my hand. So welcome to my world. This is my castle. Right. Come on in. I don't need to say my name. And I I usually say Kiss and Castle Productions big effect. So that's kind of like that's kind of. 
maybe they're just me doing, maybe I'm just trying to do something different and not trying to, okay, well, now I need to make a page for the movie and all this stuff, and I get it. But I'm I'm more people get people I, I feel like people are smart enough to know, okay, when they see Vic, when they see Gibson County Productions, they're gonna see all the Vic Effect stuff. And also tomorrow I will be launching the the poster um for Vic Effect. Nice. So I'm working on the IMDB page, which guess what? I have the IMDB page for not Kids Castle Production, but for Vic Effect. I'm gonna have the IMDB page for that. I'm gonna post the poster on Instagram and Facebook and all over the place tomorrow. And um, yeah, and after that, we'll go from there. Nice, man. That, that'll get people like locked in to, you know, what we're trying to do. Right. But, um, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. I, I I like to be the I like to be the the guy walking into the building with all the suits, and I'm wearing the clown outfit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he looks good. I get Why it. Is I wearing the- yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah, I'm a jeans and t-shirt with some chucks kind of guy. So, yeah, man. I even told my yeah. wife when we got married, I, I tried so hard to be able to wear chucks. You know, not because it's yeah. a thing people do. It's just, man, ah, those those dress up shoes. No, nah, man, that's just not me. You'll never. Yeah. yeah, I don't like to dress up and stuff like that. So I get it. You know, like to be your own independent. You know, your own style yeah. on stuff. It's good, yeah. man. I'm excited for you, dude. It sounds like you know you you guys have come a, a little bit of ways and. You're learning a lot of stuff and you know, it's just, it's indicative of good filmmakers when they keep doing what, you know, they love to do and leveraging people and resources and it just gets better over time. And, you know, people, more people notice and, you know, you've got better projects out there and it's, it's exciting, man. It's, it's super exciting. Yeah, man. It's, 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 it's it's a great feeling for filmmakers at this point. One with, with what you guys do as podcasters and you put a spotlight on us, you know, little guys who's trying to trying to get in where we fit in. That helps us a lot. And I know it means it's cliche to say, but community is important. And I believe in community. And it's, and unfortunately, drama happens within big budget movies and small budget movies. And everybody's in competition with each other. I ain't in competition with nobody but myself. Right. I'm, I'm trying to be better. And I'm trying to better myself. I'm not trying to be better than this guy or this guy. So having that community within what you guys do with podcasts and showing the spotlight on us and how accessible it is for us to make movies, you know, not to say they are going to be good or successful, but that that's the hope I have. And going back into smile rock and positivity, that's, that's how I hope in my life. Yeah. Then I leave all the, all the negativity and dark to the TV. <laughs> that's awesome, man. And gross and shit. Yeah. yeah, I recently heard some musician. I don't remember who it was um, talking about, you know, when they create albums and it's like, you know, we create albums for ourselves, you know, yeah. if you like it, that's great. If you don't even better, yeah. but like, I'm not going to appeal to the masses and try to make something that, that you, that I think you'll want, you know, it's not, I'm not making yeah. it for consumption in the way of like, you know, I need to feed people. It's more about, this is my art. And if you're yeah. gonna like it, you're gonna like it, you know. Yeah. So like, it's yeah, commendable, I've, man. I've always, yeah, I've, I've always been a person. I've always been a person that was like, being an artist, man. You, you, you're creating. You're being a creative person, and if you have people that gravitate what you, what you're creating, and then you're building a fan base. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm building something. I'm, I'm hoping I, I have a bunch of weirdos that like these kind of movies that I make and I'm like, yo, y'all cool. Y'all want to 
I'm gonna make another one. Just keep just keep it going. Right. You know, I I love all kinds of movies. I watch Marvel movies. I watch, you know, romantic comedies. Cause my wife likes romantic comedies. <laughs> we, we watch. I watch horror movies. I watch fucked up stuff and blah blah blah. But yeah, man. But yeah, but I mean, every, everybody is everybody got some, everybody got something for somebody, and that's how I. I I stick to my lane. If this is my lane, this is where I need to go. I know what I like. I know what I want to do. Do I want to appeal to people? Of course. of course. We all do. We all want to make something that, you know, that appeals to people. But I'm not going to make movies because this this is the kind. I'm not going to make Christian-based movies or hood movies or, you know, um, Christmas movies because uh, that's, cause guess what? That's I just don't like. know three movies. Those those genres are killing right now, yeah. especially in low budget independent to be shit. Like like, oh Chris, you black, make them hood movies. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man, make them hood movies. You you make some money. Like, no, nah, man, I'm black and I'm gonna make some weirdo psychological artsy ass horror movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just my that's just me, man. There I, you go. Whatever, bro. But no, everybody got something for somebody, you know, and it's and it's a beautiful thing. The beauty of having billions of people in the world. I may relate to 500 of them. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody out there is going to like your stuff. Guaranteed. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to, I'm going to make what I'm going to make. And I I love what I love. And it's a lot, but it's fun as hell. Yeah, man. For sure. Yeah. Well, where can people find you? I know you said you got a, um, you got a Facebook, right? What else? So people can find me on, um, facebook.com slash Chris Shern. It's two Christians, a black dude and a white dude. So the kid, the, the guy with the kids, my kids profile. Right. Uh, you can find me on, I'm working on um, kissingcastleproductions.com. So I'm hoping I'll have that done before March. So I'll be posting that around. All right. Um, Facebook.com slash, you know, just, if you're on Facebook, look up Kissing Castle Productions. Um, if you want to check out my band, Invisible Cartoons, you can go to invisiblecartoons.com. You want to check out our music videos? That's a link. All our music videos. So YouTube.com/slash Invisible Cartoons. You can find it on the website. Dope. Got merch, Facebook stuff. You can find me on Instagram, Kissing Castle Productions on Instagram as well. And yeah, man, if you if you know if you guys, I'm I'm about to do this crowdfund. You know, around the springtime, if you guys want to be a part of this on um, Vic Effects world and be a part of um, what we're trying to do, we're trying to do a different kind of vibe. And um, yeah, donate donate some 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 money to help us bring this weirdness to life even more. Yeah, man. You know, come on out. I'll be launching that poster. Will be posted. You people will see the poster. Just get the idea, the energy, and yeah, let's fucking go. Yeah, dude, let's do it. You know, Dan Dan's really good about promoting all that shit on Instagram. You know, he's always constantly posting stuff. So I'm sure you know that's going to be great as well. And then we always like to repost and advertise and you know do what we can to help promote too. So yeah, man, I appreciate it. Yeah, you give it to I'm, us and we'll put it out. And the show with Dan in like a next seven months or so, and then we'll definitely hopefully have the you know this movie probably locked in by that time. Nice. That'd be cool. Hell yeah. yeah. Stoked, dude. Excited for you. That's awesome. I'm excited for you too, man. Thanks, keep me dude. posted on stuff. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll keep checking. I'm I'm sure at one point we're gonna need to start um reaching out to some people and getting some help because uh you know we we don't know what the fuck we're doing. So, you know, we're gonna try to figure yeah. it out as much as we can, but 
I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I do it. <laughs> and I don't. I, I I I never try to say oh, I can give people advice. I just I'll say some shit, and then if it translates to something that works for you, then go for it. Well, let me ask you: You're married. You yep. got kids. You got a full time job. Mm-hmm. Where do you find the time? Because I'm the, I'm the same way. Like I want to balance my my time between my wife, my kids. You know, I'm yeah. I, I got a career, so it's like. When do I do it? Like I, what I find myself doing now is like uh, on the weekends, especially I'll get up yeah. early before anybody else gets up. And that way I can have yeah. some time to like edit a podcast or even record yeah. one or, you know, yeah. um, you know, when I'm in the bathroom at work, I'm like, all right, let me see if I can post something on Instagram real quick. But like yeah. you're making a full on fucking movie. So like you're in a band, you're in a movie, you know what I mean? Like you're making movies. Like how do you even find the time? Google Calendar, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you sit down with your wife and you talk about the next five months. I mean, to be honest with you, check this out. We shot September 16th. We shot again September 24th and 23rd. We shot again October 15th. We shot again November 4th and 5th. And then we shot again in November 18th. And we shot again December 17th. Then we shot again January 28th. We shot nine times in four months from September, yeah, three months. Yeah, because so September 9th of month, and this is the, yeah, this is the second month of, of the year. So about what? That's like three months, right? Yeah, three yeah. and a half months. So that's nine times of shooting within that time. I played two or three shows. I never really play a lot in the wintertime. I play at least two or three shows a month with the band. So you got Friday and Saturday. So you got at the 30, 31 days, you got eight days. You got four days on Friday and four days on Saturday. So I got eight days. So I got to pick two or three of those to use to play gigs. And then I got five days of those weekends to take my wife out on a date or hang out with the kids. Right. That's 12 within 12 months, a 12 month span. Now, when I play festivals in the summertime, I can bring my wife and my kids because it's all ages and there's other festivities yep. happening within the festival when we plan small festivals over the summer. So that's family time as well. Because usually I'm playing at like one o'clock in the afternoon. I'm done. I can, we can hang out and, I'm, you know, we got the rest of the day. So it's all about time management. Having I have a three-year-old and a six-year-old. So Damn. I have, I'm busier I'm busier now with music and art than I was when I didn't have kids. You know why? Because I was lazy and I wasn't prioritizing my time. I wasn't lazy, but I wasn't prioritizing no, I get it. my yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So having interviews with you, me, you, when you say, you know, hey, we're going to do it at this time, I'm like, cool. That means I can make sure my kids are going to be fed. <laughs> yeah. After, I'm in Central Time because I'm, you know, in Illinois. So. I usually like doing these in, interviews and stuff like that around that time because after eight o'clock, from eight to midnight ish, that's when I edit. Yeah, that's when I write. When I make costumes and and I'm I'm the costume designer, the editor, the makeup artist here and there, and doing all this stuff for for Vic Effect. I'm doing all kinds of shit. So within that time, that three and a half four hours of me working on that. So when I look at my time, it's all about time management. Yeah, I that's you. how I get it done. Yeah, but I'm not doing a lot. I'm doing. I'm, I did nine. I, I worked on a movie nine times in three months. And you got like 
what eight minutes into editing right i got nine minutes 14 <laughs> seconds now my father-in-law who's my production assistant who tr- takes me around and shoot all the bts behind the scenes stuff when i told him that he's like that's it i'm like man it'll take 90 <laughs> minutes to make a movie bro like that's that's fantastic yeah for me yeah. to have nine minutes of a movie done yeah I'm like, oh, you know the first edit done knowing this movie is 80 to 85 minutes that means I only got like seventy four minutes to go <laughs> to edit. That's it, it man. Two days. It's that optimism, like, right like you talk to an editor, and I told him I got nine minutes and fourteen. He can be like, "Damn, good job, bro." People like that's it. Nine minutes. <laughs> it. You got all this footage. You got three ter- you, already, you got three terabytes of footage. Yeah, I went through two hundred files to get to fourteen. Fuck. To shoot that, to shoot those nine, Damn. <laughs> to shoot the nine, you know, yeah, it's it's, but that that makes me happy. Yeah, I'm like, no, I feel yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, man, it's it's so over all in all, man, it's time management. That that's that is is really it's pretty simple. It's just like okay, go. I can do this, I can do that, I can I can work on this movie two times this month. Right, out of thirty one days you have, I get two times. Possibly sixteen. I got sixteen hours because I'm thinking like eight hours. You know, it take. Hopefully, you you get it done in an eight hour span. Sure, it'll be fine if you could do that. But sixteen hours, I have out of thirty one days, and I don't know how many hours that is within that thirty one. Good way looking days. at it. Yep. And that's and that's how you look at it with the, with go. the band stuff. I've been doing it for so long. That's money. I mean, I'm, we ain't rich, but I feel like a rock star when I can buy merch and buy things for the band that the band pays for. Nice. It's not coming out of my five. Yeah, yeah. That's my bill. Yeah. That that's me. I'm a 45 year old man, you know, running around with pink shoes and colorful clothes <laughs> and dancing around and you know, to kids and older people like, all right, let's have a good time. I get a little bit of dough in my pocket, and that that pay that helps me. You know, this this hat. The band paid for that. I didn't pay for it. Nice. I, didn't, I didn't pay for this. They, yeah, they, I, the band, we get attacked. We get taxed. We got to pay taxes this year. Right. Band right, right. For that. Yeah. So that, 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 that's how I'm approaching my movie career and, and, and what I'm doing with my films and stuff like that. So nice. I'm playing with house money. There you go. I just give it what I put those, those nine days I put into that time and just giving it to somebody. Like I'll just hold on to it forever. You're not gonna give me what I feel like I I need to make yeah. this work. Hundred percent. So yeah. All right. But yeah, time management, man. Time management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. All right, Chris. I know it's a little late on your end of the world, man. So I'll let you go. But thanks for thanks for hanging out. Thanks for kind of giving us some you know behind the scenes stuff and. Super stoked to see what's going to happen with Vic Effects and uh, keep posting all that hey. shit. We'll keep reposting it. We'll keep, try to get the Absolutely. word out there as much as possible. And, you know, if ever you want to come back on and, you know, re-promote some shit or whatever, man, we're always here for you. So whatever we I, can do. I, I guess this this summer is going to be a lot of things picking up. So I'm, I'm definitely trying to get it in, man. Let's do it. Let's go. Yes, sir. All right, man. Yes, sir. Great all meeting right. you. Have a great night, man. We'll talk you soon. Man. All right, man. See you.